0: Longtime friends let me tell you something real quick about dibs that i'm sure not everybody knows <laughs> and first-time partners hang in there big guy there'll be
1: brighter days ahead
0: now these two homegrown
1: bay area boys finally come together to take over sports talk get the hell off of my doorstep major league baseball you sting it's willard and dibs uh. Ninety-five-seven, the game. <laughs> I wasn't just trying to be nice. I swear to God, that
0: was amazing. That was an amazing exchange with Bonte on his way out the door. First of all, that is it. That is a a, a gutsy an elite maneuver by you on January 3rd to ask someone if they've lost weight because no matter who it is, if they have, hell, good work. Who the hell comes around on January 3rd? Like, usually the gym membership just started yesterday. Yeah. You can't have lost weight already. I haven't seen him in 17 days yep. and I
1: was looking at him bring the changeover and I thought, he looks good. I think <laughs> he might have lost a little weight. I'm going <laughs> to ask him on his way out the door. So Bonte's heading for the exit oh, and I go, man. hey, hey, hey. And he looks over, I
0: go, you lose a little weight? Uh, And he goes, no. No. (laughs) (laughs) But the pause was even better. (laughs) He looks at you and he's like... And you look down. It's like <laughs> no, yeah, no, my fault. Um, it's tough to lose weight on January third, but uh, hopefully everybody is on that track. Happy New Year, okay, 2023. Here we are, um, and it's great to see you, man. I, I like. I couldn't wait. I could not wait to get back today. Damn, and obviously, either. this is going to be a little bit of an emotional ride. There have been a lot of ups and downs uh, in our world since a lot of us have have, have last gathered and uh, and talked but um you know a lot of us said it on social media on the way out i want to say it on the air as well thank you to each and every one of you who make us in any way shape or form part of your day thank you for making 2022 such a wonderful, wonderful year! We got all kinds of things that we're excited about that we're planning here for 2023. So, uh, so welcome in and uh, and let's go! And uh, it's good to talk to all of you and it's yeah. good to see you.
1: It's great to be back and uh, be safe out there this week with the heavy rains coming, uh, especially tomorrow when the the storm hits the absolute uh, deluge that's coming. But yeah, I've been champing at the bit, Mark, yeah. to get back here with so much going on. The Warriors. Disheveled. Now they're back. The 49ers keep rolling. And, you know, you mentioned the Damar Hamlin yesterday. My girl Supper, who doesn't normally watch a ton of sports, we spent about 90 minutes yeah. watching everything that took place after that scary, scary incident. And, you know, our thoughts and prayers are with Damar Hamlin and his family and, and everyone out there because, man, that's the kind of thing that just sobers you up, not only as a sports fan, but as a human being when you think about. Like life and just how fragile it can be. So, for
0: anybody who's hopping in their car for the first time or whatnot, you want to know the update. There's not a whole lot that's different that we know right now versus last night. Um, but Damar Hamlin, there are reports uh, that his vital signs were starting to return. He had a cardiac arrest situation. On the field last night, um, Doc Chow said on Twitter last night, uh, if you have something like this happen in your life, the number one place you'd want to be is a hospital. The number two place is an NFL field yeah, uh, because there's so many uh, medical personnel. There's so much there where they're, they are in a way prepared for something like this. And so they were able to perform CPR and get his heart moving again on the field. Um, but then he was intubated and, and obviously whisked away to the hospital. He remains in critical condition. Um, however, uh, doctors have purposefully opened up the breathing passages. So he's not doing that on his own, at least not that we know at this point. Um, but it, 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 feels like, uh, again, this is just my feeling based on everything I'm reading. Uh, that, that, you know, I mean, he's got a shot here. He's yeah. got a shot to recover and move through and we'll worry about all the football stuff when it's time to worry about the football stuff. I know a lot of people, you know, your brains do go to a certain place about, okay, are they, are they playing this game? Right. People's fantasy right. championships were coming down exactly. to that game. And that doesn't matter, I know, but people are going to want to know at some point this week what they're going to do. And and uh, we don't know. We don't know what they're yeah, going to do.
1: and the first thing is DeMar Hamlin and, you know, how he's able to hopefully recover Covered from this, and you just don't know what his condition is or what his condition will be. And the one thing that struck me, Mark, is we've gotten a little bit further away from this, and this is something I want to encourage everyone to do. And I actually talked to our boss this morning about this. I asked him where our AED is the artificial electronic defibrillator, which is the device that they use to help. Restart his heart. We have one here in the office somewhere and I want to encourage everyone get first aid and CPR trained because this can happen to anybody at any time. And if you don't have somebody nearby, like you said, being on a football field is an amazing place for him to have been because he had trained medical personnel with him within seconds of him going down. So I would encourage everyone, get trained. That way, maybe you can be somebody
0: to save somebody else's life. So the uh, the decisions that the NFL made, the timing of it, we'll address that coming up in a little bit. Also, the 49ers in Vegas, uh, it, it was it was one hell of a ride. No matter how you took it in, we'll get to that. The Warriors continue to give us one hell of a ride. We will get to all of that. We'd love to hear from you. 888-957-9570. Rich Ornberger and Mike Silver are both coming up in the 10 o'clock hour. And we encourage you to get geared up for the playoffs right now at 95.7thegameshop.com. You got your relevant shirts, your DPOY shirts, hoodies, all the gear, new gear from all the shows. It's there. 95.7thegameshop.com. Alright, your calls and more on all of these stories coming up next on Withered and Dips.
1: Players with no timeout. Raymond up the floor. Dribbles and waits. Handoff Thompson takes a three on the way. No good. Looney with a tip. No good. Tipped up. It's good. At the buzzer. Come on, Looney. Come on, Looney. Tipped it in. A scramble at the rim. The Warriors say- but down bombing number five at midcourt. What a way to bring in the new year! One forty-three, one forty-one. No doubt, that's a good basket. They don't even
0: have to review it. This is Kevon Looney. Welcome back to Willard and Dibs on ninety-five and seven. The game. Take it well, away, so, Mark. You got it, Looney. No, no, you take it away, man. You did that thing. That smile. I'm not kidding. That smile from Kevon Looney last night. Yes, it was a Warrior win, and it was a buzzer beater, and all that fun stuff. But just you know, you, you get it. And I, I don't want to make it sound like the holidays weren't amazing. They were amazing. Like, it's so blessed. And there's so many fun things we got to do over the last week and a half and so much family time and getting out to go to the 49er Raider game in Vegas. Just, just incredible. So, um, it was amazing. But they also the holidays, they're just, gosh, you get to the end of them and you're like, ah. <laughs> I'm exhausted. It's a lot, yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot emotionally. It's a lot physically. It's a lot financially. It's just all the stuff, right? And so you're like, man, this just my head is spinning a little bit. And then you we're doing the, the fly back, like I, I want to get to the kids and, and, and we're getting back and and uh, and the Damar Hamlin thing happens. And I needed a loon smile. I needed a loon smile and like it helped oh, yeah. it literally helped me go to sleep last night. So I'm like, okay. Okay, that felt good. That was a feel-good moment, courtesy. Of Kevon Looney and the Golden State Warriors.
1: Even if they would have lost that game, and they did lose that game seventeen different times, uh, Clay Thompson right. had fifty-four points. I don't know if Six. we we should probably mention that. We're thirty-five Let's. minutes into the Let's. show. Clay goes twenty-one of thirty-nine from the floor. Thirty-nine shots.
0: That's a lot of shots from Clay Thompson. But he shots. had twenty-one shots. of them. Shots.
1: I mean, you'd be puking if you had that many <laughs> shots. Ten of twenty-one from three. Clay goes for fifty-four. If they would have lost, you still. I mean, Clay's back. Fine. Clay, oh my God, Clay I, Thompson, but you lost to Atlanta. That would be a bummer. Wouldn't be that big of a bummer, but to have Kavan Looney win it in that fashion. DiVincenzo
0: with a huge three. Draymond hey, Green with a huge three. Listen, we have done the uh, the fingers together and the hand in the air for uh, DiVincenzo. And, you know, Spadoni, maybe you get some Italian music. And we've done, I think we've undersold it. This dude's incredible. Oh, I like the Dante Divincenzo Appreciation Hour hasn't happened. I think fully yet. That's well, because the holidays, and, uh, maybe. Yeah, but it, it, I, I think we're getting pretty damn close. You know, there's always that player on a good team it, when good things happen to a basketball team, right? I think. Leandro Barbosa has been this person before. Sean Livingston has been this person before. We're like, there's so much praise that gets thrown at Steve Kerr and Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and Draymond Green. Yeah. And and right, there were times where it was Kevin Durant. And, and there's these headliners. But if you're going to win a title or even have just a good year, there's these little pieces that just always seem to pop at the right time you're like man that guy is not out there always but he does big stuff big things happen in key moments gp2 certainly had had that vibe auto porter at times last year as well man divincenzo's that guy this year he's starting to do things more
1: frequently that make you say all right that's a piece and as we talk about the rotation and you look at these last five games five straight wins no wiggins No Steph Curry. You look at that road trip, one and five on the road, and I know that I was thinking, okay, this is not going to be their year. It was more than just a bad road trip. This is a bad team on the road. And, yeah, you come home, maybe you can lick wounds. With this homestand, you think maybe five and three. You're not beating Memphis on Christmas Day. No way. (laughs) The way you're playing, and you don't have Steph, and you don't have Wiggins, and now you look up, and you've rattled off five straight, And it's not just against bottom feeders, which they have played some pretty bad teams. What they did to Memphis, to me, was a real eyebrow razor. You throttled a team that was poised to come in and pay you back in a marquee spot.
0: I don't know if I've ever seen anything like this. Has this ever... Is there any... And and I guess we could go to any sport. Is there any precedent for best home record in the league... Worst road record in the league. Has anything like that ever happened in any sport? That's bananas. Yeah. You can't be three and sixteen on the road and seventeen and two at at home. That's what the numbers are? That's 17 and 2. 3 and
1: 16, 17 and 2. Correct. That's I mean that's insanity. (laughs) So they might go they might be 41 and 41. Right. They might go 39 and and (laughs) 2. I mean, my God. It's just bizarre. Yeah. It's completely bizarre. So I don't know if a team has ever had this much of a uh, disparity between home and road. Normally, if you're that bad on the road, you're probably 500 at home because you're not a very good team. Right. But when you're this good at home, normally you're probably about 500 on the road because you're that good of a
0: team. I mean... But what the hell? This team is 17 and two. Like the, Three and 16. The analytics. 17 and two. <laughs> yeah, like, there's just... It's one of these things where you dive into the numbers and you're like, huh? They're almost like they have a, a Minnesota Vikings feel to them, except for they've got a good reason. Like, they've had a bunch of their players just hurt and not available and all of this stuff. But you shouldn't be 17 and two at home with this many injured players. Right. And 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 you shouldn't be 17 and two at home and then have a negative point differential. Yeah. You been negative point differential, but you've won 17 of 19 games in your home building. And, and if you start to think about them, a, a bunch of them are miracles. They're miracles. Even just a lot, I mean, Portland had them dead. Yeah. Atlanta, I know they had Atlanta dead, and then Atlanta had them dead, and, and all of this. But it's just like, there's a bunch of stuff right now that doesn't make sense, and it actually is a source of optimism for me, for this team, because... Uh, For them to have some of these things be true, three and 16 on the road, a negative point differential, a Steph Curry major injury, uh, Clay still not playing back-to-back, Wiggins going into a vortex of injury and illness, and who knows what else. This team has had so much get thrown at it early in the year and have all of it not go well, and to sit here today and go, still got a winning record. (laughs) like wait wait what and so if in two weeks Steph comes back and you do get some sort of normalcy with your roster I think there's every reason to believe that they can start winning two out of every three basketball games and end up in a top five seed, But well, like you just this.
1: need to win four out of every seven when it, you get to April. You don't. Know right. You don't even need to win yep. two out of three. Yep. You need to win four out of seven. And Bonte said it earlier, and I can't dispute what he said. And it was I don't see any team being able to beat this team four out of seven in the Western Conference in a short series. You saw what they did to Memphis, and Denver's a team that's always given them problems, but. When you get Wiggins back and Draymond, the way Kaminga now can defend, you feel like you can throw enough at Jokic defensively. And Denver doesn't have a ton elsewhere to beat you. You go through the Western Conference, who really scares you? Dallas is a scary team, but you hammered them last year in the postseason. Sacramento, you're still going to have to show me. The Clippers, when they're totally healthy, they can be formidable. But I don't see any of these teams... In a seven-game series where you would look at it and you would say, oh, the Warriors are in real trouble. No, this is
0: the thing. I mean, the the, the team with the—you mentioned the Mavericks. They're the four-seed right now. They're six games over five hundred. The Warriors are two games over five hundred. The Warriors right now are two games out of the four-seed. Right. Just two games. Missing their two best players, two-and-a-half best players, because Clay doesn't play sometimes. And, 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 you know, the Jordan Poole experience— is a damn roller coaster, okay? Man, it's a damn roller coaster because Steph is out, and he'll go out there and he'll do what you sort of need him to do, like he fills up a box score. The problem is, is there's that turnover column that's just absolutely out of control. Is do I have this accurately that over the last five games he's averaging like nine turnovers a game? Is that is that the number that was floating around the locker room last is it night? Nine. Kyle, is that right? Well, his turnovers by game, forty six,
1: oh, no, six. 7 6 3 five, seven in okay. his last six.
0: Okay, what's the number? That's How many 15, turnovers?
1: That's 34 in his last six, which is
0: uh, almost six a game. 5.7 uh, a game over his last six. Okay, that's, the, that's, the, that's not what I was saying, but that's a ridiculous number. That's way too high. But what would they do without his scoring during this time when Steph is out, Wiggins is out, and Clay is sometimes out? Well, last night's a
1: great example, Mark, because he was 11 of 31. He had 28. He offensively, he made some huge, huge shots, including a three, I believe, in the first overtime. But. Two different possessions. One, he goes in, gets contact, and does his Trey Young floppy flail, no-call turnover. Then on a subsequent possession, it might have been in single overtime, he drives in, jumps, has nowhere to go, and just drops the ball.
0: Knowing that he's about to travel, Atlanta grabs it, another turnover. I mean, this is he's one of those guys, and there are guys like this in sports. He's one of those guys where you'll hear people say this a lot if you watch warrior games with friends or whatever this guy needs to slow down he's just it's too frenetic you're moving too fast well that's like telling tyree Hill, why don't you start running some out routes no like you're (laughs) the reason jordan pool can score 30 a game is because he's moving too fast He's moving too fast for the defense. He's also still a young player, and sometimes he's moving too fast for his own hands. So the Warriors have always, and I know Poole, this is a little excessive right now, but the Warriors have always been a team that is so beautiful offensively. So many passes, so much running, so many undersized scorers that you look at them and go, we, we just need to deal with the turnovers. They're a dynasty who often comes close to leading the league in turnovers yeah 23
1: so last night Mark. that's
0: always been a part of their game i'm jordan, sorry 19 19 yeah, turns jordan Poole or not this has always been a part of the warriors game steve kerr has talked about it at length they were this team last year i think they were one of the top three turnover right, teams right. in all the basketball and they won the ring yes so, my
1: issue with last night in particular is kind of a microcosm of jordan Poole. clay thompson had 54 points Clay Thompson was in claymaker mode. He was hitting unbelievable threes. He was a an unstoppable force in that game. And you get down to crunch time, regulation, overtime. Get Clay the ball. Jordan Poole is trying to go one on everybody when you've got a guy, a Hall of Famer, your teammate, who cannot be stopped right now. His lack of awareness in those moments to me last night was frustrating. You're four years in the league. You should be aware enough to know that you're not having a bad game, but this is not time for a pool party. But, Get the ball to Clay. But I'll yeah. give No oh, Jordan Poole. I, I give you this. I the don't. key
0: to offensive basketball is penetration. And Clay Thompson is not usually I know he can to a degree. He's not a shot creator as much as Poole or Curry but he can't are. be a shot taker if he doesn't
1: touch the basketball. I there were possessions Poole,
0: last night where Jordan Poole took it upon himself to try and do too much. I know, but I think a lot of times he's also trying to penetrate and kick. Like, that's how that's how Klay Thompson gets a shot, which is somebody breaks down a defender and then everybody's got to collapse and it creates a shot for someone else. You're not wrong. I'm agreeing with you, yeah. but I also understand that, it, you know, this is another one of those. It's like a necessary evil. I, I just think the whole, all Dub Nation, you're gonna have to sit with yourself, do a little meditation if you want, and be like, look, Jordan Poole's going to take me off four times a game. And, I, and you got to go into the game with that, but also realizing they can't do anything without him. I, I,
1: I definitely realize yeah. that, and I appreciate that, but it's late game awareness, sure. and last night was sure, sure. a great situation where, and you could see Steve Kerr was a little frustrated after a couple of the turnovers, where get the ball to Draymond Green. Draymond Green will find a way to get it to Clay, and if things aren't going in that possession Clay's way, then you get it back to Jordan Poole with seven on the shot clock. Now you can go Jordan against the world. He was trying to do too much, too early. He wasn't giving Clay an opportunity to even possess
0: the ball on some of these possessions. No doubt about it. I, I hear you on that. So, uh, I, you know, I, thank you to the Warriors. Thank you to the Warriors for getting us through uh, to the end of, of the holiday, the end of just a, a topsy-turvy night and, and, uh, and all of that. Uh, we'd love to take your calls. 888-957-9570 is the number. Rich Ornberger's coming up in about 15 minutes. Mike Silver after that in the 10 o'clock hour. Get to a lot of the 49 ers stuff as well. Uh, let's hear from Jonathan in San Francisco. Uh, hey, Jonathan, you're on with Willard and Dibbs. Happy New Year, brother. How are you? What are you doing? Yeah, are you hey, doing? good morning, guys. <laughs> happy, happy New Year. Yeah, Just doing mailman duties.
1: Um, I just want to say, man, what a great, great sports weekend. You know, uh, you know, college and of course, you know, our Bay Area teams having those bonkers games. And of course, uh, we all wish uh, we didn't see that happen uh, last night, and, uh, Monday night. Uh, wish Hamlin, uh, you know, fast and full recovery soon. Um, anyway, that was a clay, nuclear clay, detonation sensation. What a monster game from Looney. Just manning the paint, 20 rebounds and ending the game the way he did. That was so cool. And, and Purdy, man, what can I say about Purdy? This guy's just checking all the boxes. And for the first time under Kyle Shanahan, he's winning with a quarterback other than Jimmy Garoppolo. And you know what else do? With Rob Purdy as a signal caller,
0: the playbook is wide open. Thank you, Jonathan. <laughs> Shout out, Creed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one went over about as well as a Creed song. I give it uh, two. Jonathan's yeah, usually yeah. better than that. Yeah, yeah. But look, we're easing into 2023. We are. It's fine. That's fine. That's it's good, good effort. help with that deep voice. <laughs> yeah,
1: and uh, man, I mean, what are you <laughs> doing? Oh, what, oh, how. Oh, oh. Mark, there, I got to yes, hit there, you, there you with go. a what are you doing. I, because I know.
0: First call of the year. you asked him, how are you? What a false start that yeah, was. What the hell's wrong with Illegal you? Illegal
1: procedure. We have one catchphrase <laughs> on
0: this show, and
1: it's what are you doing? Of it is your catchphrase. Oh my god. So I gotta ask you, Mark. What
0: are you doing? Yeah, I'm a little out of practice, okay? All right. Alright. Okay. I'm a little just off in the clouds right now. Seriously. There's a lot that's happened in the last two weeks. John, so even
1: the last 24 hours with you uh, hey, man. you know, trying to make it back.
0: Can Shout out you? Southwest for getting you home. Shout out Southwest. Please. Shout out Allegiant Stadium. Review in just moments. I love it. Um I love it. I had. The best experience I have ever had at a craps table in the morning yesterday before we went to the airport to come home. What time? What casino? Oh, my, oh my. so if you're out there, man, in a red hoodie, I say this with all sincerity. Thank you. I, I love you. <laughs> I love you. I love you so much, forty-four shooter. I love you. What time? What casino? Had to be about knowing you. You're an early riser. 7.15. Yeah, no, no, no. wasn't that early. Wasn't that, we definitely did uh, the little breakfast first. I, it, You know, it's Vegas, so I don't really know what time it was. And you don't know what <laughs> casino. No, I know what <laughs> casino. And you don't want to shout them out? <laughs> no, Hotel Orleans. The Orleans, which is off strip. We had a phenomenal experience there. Is that where you stayed? That's where we stayed. That's where we played. Look at you, man of the people. We left that place to go to the game and that is it. We did not leave that place outside of that. All encompassing. Had a great, man, we had some Chinese food after, uh, after the football game on Sunday night. So good. The whole thing, really, really fun, uh, experience. But my man, my man in the red hoodie, at about, who knows, maybe 10.30 in the morning on uh, on Monday, this guy could not stop hitting the hard ways. Oh, he could not stop hitting the hard ways. And when you got that $10 bill out there on 44 hard eight, and hey, he kid. just keeps hitting it like four times, I mean... This thing, you know when you get one of them craps runs that just like... It's a heater. It, 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 but, but I mean, it goes for like a half hour. It's like Clay Thompson right, last night. Right, It just goes and goes like, no, he won't crap out. Did and you get in early? Hits, I was there the whole time. In fact, in fact, it was one of those like, it was a crap out. And, and the lovely Christie's like, I'm going to go play something else. She goes, do you want to come? I go, one more. We're going to do one more one. And role. then
1: it got to the red hoodie. And
0: the red hoodie. Oh. The red little hoodie. Little red riding hoodie. The hood. red hoodie. The guy next to me won four G's. Large. Four large on that roll. Man. I didn't do that. <laughs> i <I'm not. laughs> <I'm not. laughs> This man's playing some money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're a oh tickle Gosh, there were so many stories came out of this trip, and I want to get to Allegiant Stadium and all of that. Um, But, as I said, it was during a layover on the way back that we see the DeMar Hamlin thing, and before we get to Rich and Mike Silver, I did want to say this real quick, because I know that Twitter, for example, can become, in moments like this, it becomes a very um, immediate place, it can become a very angry and opinionated place, and last night was no different, and I understand all of it. This was very, very hard to watch. Uh, the damar Hamlin situation. and And if you are just joining us, he remains in critical condition. There is a lot uh, uh, of woods. He still needs to uh, needs to travel. But um, I think, you know, there are there are words out there that the vital signs have been improving throughout the night, and hoping that recovery has begun. That's the hope. And the Bills have gone home, and nobody knows what the hell's going on with the game, and and whatever. You just don't know about his recovery until he's able to regain consciousness. Obviously, right. But this is medically induced to open breathing passages, and and that's what we know at at this point. So, when that all goes down, immediately you get the, damn it, NFL, cancel the game. How are you not canceling the game? NFL, you got to cancel the game. Oh my gosh, this is so gross, NFL. Gosh, Roger Goodell, you... Oh, yeah, I hate you, Roger Goodell. Cancel the game. And then, Speaking like... Speaking of gross,
1: Skip Bayless with his tweet. That That's was beyond
0: disgusting. That was gross. And I understand that he's tried to work his way out of that. I'm clear that the executives at Fox got to him. Um, but we don't even need to repeat it. If you want to go look at that tweet, you can. Disgusting. But Skip Bayless has uh, earned his reputation. Let's put it that way. Um, he's earned it very well. I just want to say this, though, about the NFL they did make the right decision in the end and we don't know what needs to happen in order to get to that decision? Troy Vincent has come out. I don't know whether to believe this or not, but Troy Vincent, who handles discipline and other things with the league, and by the way, never forget, is a former player. Right. He is a part of this community that goes out there and puts their bodies on the line. And he said this idea that the NFL said, Oh, everybody take five minutes and then get back out on the field. He said, I have no idea where that came from. It's not true. And, and it was Bill Barnwell, I think, who made a great point that was if the NFL cancels that game right away and tells all the fans, sorry, game's over, head to your cars, guess what? You're creating a massive traffic jam for the ambulance that's waiting for DeMar Hamlin to get out of there. So. I'm not going to rip the NFL today, and I don't think you should either. These are not situations that everybody is immediately prepared for. There are very complicated decisions to be made, and there's a lot going on. And they made the right choice and got the ambulance out first. So I'm not here to say it was perfect, but I don't think that's the right lane to pick no it's not today and what is
1: perfect you know this is uncharted territory and Brian Baldinger earlier with the morning roast with Bonte and Joe said it perfectly there's no playbook for this from an NFL standpoint you see the episode happen He's badly injured. You're resuscitating him on the field. You put him in the ambulance, you take him away. The teams are off the field. You don't know at that point. You don't have a, a blueprint to follow. Like when we see a player get carted off and it's really serious and you know the player does the thumbs up and then and you know that the player is all right. They can move their extremities. Now we resume the game. We've been through that many, many times before. There haven't been many times where you've seen a player drop down like that. And basically be lifeless, be dead for a moment on the field. There's no blueprint on how you proceed from that. So ultimately they got to the right answer as to how to proceed. Whether or not it was the coaches or the players themselves that told the league what to do. We we may never know how that went, but what we do know is that they did the right thing in terms of not resuming that game.
0: The looks on the faces of the players and coaches was was all that we needed to see and, and needed to know. And and obviously that's how you knew this one was different. Your point is well yeah. taken. The major injuries happen all the time, and and this one was different. And, and that's why the NFL made a very different decision than uh, than they normally would. And so, there'll be
1: time for in the in the coming day or the coming days to decide. Then the league will have to decide sure, how sure. they proceed but today I don't think is that day, and I don't know if they'll make any decision until we can get some sort of recovery from DeMar
0: Hamlin. So what is this like through the eyes, hearts, minds of people in the NFL player community? Uh, that and much more with our good buddy and former NFL player Rich Ornberger, who joins us next. Mike Silver is right after him. Uh, stay with us. We want your calls, 888 on Willard and Dibs.